You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. This is podcast episode number 1,198, interview number 1,512. You know, finding new ways to build a successful company could be the fine line that determines your firm's ongoing operational success. You know, fine-tuning and planning and implementing, whether it be exit or succession or just ongoing operations, can really bring your firm to the top of the list. That's why I've invited J.J. Risha and Chris Dealey on the show to talk about a recent presentation that I saw them give as members of the Critical Mass faculty. Gentlemen, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. It's good to be here. Thank you. It's good to have you both here. So we're going to kind of bounce back and forth between the two of you. So, JJ, I'm going to start with you. Could you tell us a little bit about your experience? Kind of what is it that you do and how did you kind of get to where you are? Why are you valuable to your clients? What is it that you do, dude? I'm just good. <laughs> okay. uh, right, thank you, Chris. <laughs> so, uh, you know, my, my background, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I, I uh, started several companies from scratch, um, mainly in technology. And since about 2012, uh, 2013, I've been helping businesses, uh, mature businesses with their operational needs from uh, uh, a fractional COO type role, you know, operational, uh, or, or sometimes I get hired as an interim CEO to help them. And because of my experience of starting uh, companies, growing them, and exiting companies, uh, I'm able to leverage my experience to help them with their needs. What did you see in the market that said, hey, I could take my talents and do this with uh, help these businesses? <laughs> well, in, in 2009, I, I uh, ended up buying a bunch of companies that were not doing so well because of the downturn and the economy. Yes. And I restructured them, and uh, that's kind of what got me into this. Okay. Technology? It's all over. No. Okay. Not, not just technology. Not just technology. Technology. But you're comfortable uh, with technology. First. I'm comfortable with technology. Technology, retail, manufacturing, distribution, logistics, anything. Okay. Services? Services. Okay. Oh, yeah. Construction. So wow. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's that's interesting. Okay. So let's see if you can follow that, Chris. What? what <laughs> I'm sure you can, my friend. How do you? How do you? How did you get to where you are today? What is it? What's your background? What do you do? So the nature of my business is around. I, I call it performance optimization. It's a business consulting and a professional facilitation firm, and it's kind of been an evolution of purpose in my life. Kind of like a calling. I've been good at business all my life. I excelled in leadership as a teenager at a military boarding school, and then I went on to work in business and um, earn my MBA. And then uh, when the war started, I went to uh, join the Marine Corps, became a logistics officer in the Marine Corps and ran the business of the Marine Corps. And then um, won a, a national athletic championship. So for me, it's always been uh, you know, high performance. How do you perform? And then it's just been a theme of my life. I've aligned with some prolific performance gurus. Everybody knows Tony Robbins and all that stuff. I yes. toured with Tony for a while. But it's about you know, inspiring people to raise their bar of performance and not just talk about getting results, but get them. 
and I bring in neuro-linguistic techniques, genius mind principles, and hold people to a higher standard. And I like to work with people. My clients like working with me because they understand the value of that, the conditioning that's required to get to that point. You know, whether, again, athletically, military, mentally, emotionally, and just stepping up and being as good as you think you are, you know? So on the show, we like to understand what you believe are your successful niches or niche. If, if I had to put you into a niche or a couple niches, Chris, where do you where do you feel most comfortable or where, where do you like to work? Where do you get the most reward from what you do? So it's a service-based business. So that's, that's kind of the sweet spot is companies that have a service to deliver. Uh, where I'm performing in well these days is with logistics and, and um, uh, customs specifically. I've got a couple clients that work in that realm. Okay. But it's uh, dip businesses. It's an international practice. I've got chops in Australia, New Zealand, all around Europe. And it's the, the theme is that it's it's companies that are mid-sized businesses that aren't startups, but they've actually got some some momentum, and uh-huh. they're they're realizing that hey, it's time to take it to the next level. And uh, that's how that's usually how we find each other. Is I'm the guy there to do it, and they're the people that understand the value of doing it. So, what have you learned from having an international customer portfolio you know we we're very heavily focused in the united states in the united states right whether it be the news or whatever we seem to really get satisfied just looking at all the things that we do in this country but with that kind of experience in australia mexico any lessons you can share with well to net it out for me the language of business is an international language okay. business is done i mean if i was in i've been in 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 france portugal spain even in countries that don't speak english and it's still a common language business is a common language mm-hmm. and the key is to do it right you know and the ones that win are the ones that are committed to differentiation and doing it differently Excellent. Excellent. You want to add anything to that, JJ? With the what have you seen from working with a bunch of different types of entrepreneurs? Probably some with the outside the U.S. focus. Um, what's your sense? Um, I, I have not done what Chris has done outside the U.S. I'm only a local guy right okay. here, Orange County. Okay. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, mo- most of what I see, I, I, I have to agree with Chris on on the um, the language of business is the same regardless. Uh, of what type of business. So most of the businesses that I work with that are, um, you know, in the mid-range, we're talking maybe $5 million to $75 million in revenue, it, you know, there's the basics of the business is the same regardless of what type of business it is. Mm-hmm. So like we talked about maybe construction, maybe uh, contract services, maybe logistics, maybe, um, you know, even, even retail. The basics of running a business is the same. You have to understand who your customer is, understand how to reach your customer, understand that um, for every project you do, every, you know, every, every engagement you have, it needs to be profitable. And you have to understand for your industry, what's the gross profit margin that would still make you successful and you're able to, you know, uh, be able to make your payroll and and keep some at the end of the day. Right. Okay. We're talking with two, as you can tell, experienced, successful uh, business advisors. Um, JJ's company is Business Vision Advisories, and Chris is GPS Business Group. I didn't get a chance to mention that at the top of the show, but they are a part of the critical mass community here in Southern California, a valued part of the critical mass. Love critical mass. Right. right? We love lo- it. And we love you guys. And, yeah. and um, with their expertise, some of which we just touched on here on the radio show, they took 
the challenge of putting together a very strong hour conversation with business owners who are running companies like JJ just talked about. Uh, and, and I found it so valuable that I wanted them to come on the show to share it with the larger audience of the Critical Mass uh, community, the listeners. Maybe you weren't in the room to hear what um, Chris and JJ had to talk about. So let, let's set context, guys. Wh- what was the main idea, or what is the main idea for the talk that you gave to the Critical Mass? And actually, you're giving it because you're doing it again in May to other members of the community. But what's the highlight? What's the headline of the talk that you guys gave? I'll start and Chris can fill in if he wants. So it's basically what we did is a case study. That's what we did on on a business that I had ran a couple of years back. And the the important part of the entire presentation is that we, we went deep into how many of the aspects of the businesses were fixed. We engaged the audience with us in the room to help us under, to, to, to find out if they could come up with other uh, potential solutions other than the ones that were implemented at the business. But then uh, the bigger picture that, that Chris put around it is that he actually put a context around the, the entire thing and he added a lot of value from the standpoint of um, understanding the basics of how to go into uh, fixing a business and what it takes to uh, engage and empower the employees, and 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 what it takes in order to, uh, you know, potentially have more than one solution, and and, and which solution you you'd end up choosing at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Good. Chris, good. And I, what what inspired me is that when you put us together, I was like, well, who's this JJ guy? I didn't know him a few <laughs> weeks ago. Now he's like a freaking brother. I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, you guys have been to war together. Man. Yeah, it's it's been great. And yeah. then when I looked at his business and my business, and he's like, let's do a case study. I said, and by the way, I love a good case study. I mean, yes. I've got um, my my MBA curriculum was based on the Harvard case study method. So I spent four years studying companies. And that's what we did. We basically have an hour to give a case study to get people to understand the value of kind of modeling and seeing how it's done and seeing how it can be done differently and picking it apart and dissecting it. So we, the foundation of the presentation is JJ's case study. And what, I, what we do is we get in and we kind of prep the area, you know, because the key is you, you can look out and see businesses and how they're doing this. And as business owners, it's important for us to be able to think innovatively. So we kind of set the condition and we get people to think differently and talk about the condition of society, the digital disruption, and how it's really important that we do innovate, not just talk about it, but innovate. And then bring some tenants to bear around paying attention and keeping your eye on the ball and being aware of what you're not seeing in business analyzing those processes, being open to suggestions and how you can do things differently, make the changes that are necessary, and then systemizing and tracking results and doing what it takes. So that's the construct of it. And it was all based on this HVAC company that JJ worked with. And then the key is, as we said, we apply it toward different business models you know, that not, aren't HVAC related. And everybody walks out with a changed mind around how they can do things differently and innovate. Yeah, I, if I could, uh, what I observed in watching you gentlemen give the talk is that the companies that are in a critical mass community are successful companies. The the company that you talked about it was not failing; it could be improved. Right. And and one of the I think one of the lessons learned is that a company can only be as successful as the leader or the management team are willing to adapt and adopt to the market. You gave a number of examples of JJ of ideas on how that business that was the case study could improve some aspect of their business. And what I liked to see was how the members were resonating. While they couldn't maybe do what you said, 
it caused them through, especially through how you helped them, Chris, by challenging them to think deeper and think creatively to how do I apply these lessons learned when I go back to my business? So what I found very powerful is that they, I, I believe each one of them in their own way, took something from your talk back to their work that looks at it with a fresh set of eyes. You guys had an ex, uh, uh, an experiment, which we're not going to give away, but if you get to see these guys talk somewhere in Southern California, go, because it's worth the price of admission. When you're paying, so we think it's really important to pay attention, right? Yeah. Focus. Yeah. Right. Focus. But there's something that can be left out if you're not careful in how hard you focus. And I think that message, everybody took that message back to their office. Uh, what was interesting is you emailed me the next day and you said one of the per one of the persons in the room said, JJ is talking my language. Yes. That was really interesting. Yes. She, <laughs> she was like, this, uh, this, I'm going to take this stuff back because her business could align very similar to what you had talked about. So not only were your examples relevant to her, but the methodologies that you used, she could envision actually doing process improvements in her own business. Yeah. Exactly. So that was an immediate return on your time there. <laughs> yeah, very true. And the real key to it was, you know, you go to a presentation and a lot of people give what I call a didactic presentation. It's how we were taught in school, that students listen to the teacher and the teacher talks and the students just listen. <laughs> the real key to our uh, our events is people will sit there and they're thinking they're just going to listen, but no, 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 no. We draw them out. You we force that f participation. And it's amazing when people step up and actually apply their condition into the context of what we're talking about, how they actually get breakthroughs. And we see that. And it's yeah. really good to foster that 100% that involvement and inclusion. Yeah. And I love the way you guys played off each other. And I, I, I again, if you see them doing this in Southern California, go, because um, I had members telling me too, Chris, afterwards, that your um, challenging of them and inspiring them to think deeper and be creative and connect the dots, they were really trying to apply themselves more than if your voice wasn't in the room, if they were just connecting to JJ's content. So the combination of the two of you interacting the way you did, I think really, because adults need to apply their learning as soon as possible, right, to get any kind of measurable retention of what they just were dealt with. So the fact that you guys worked that out that way I thought was really awesome. It was yeah. fun putting it together, too. It was. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. So what else do you guys have that complements the talk. I mean, I know that you you know, you know, put a lot of effort into kind of constructing it the way you did. You made it look really seamless and easy, but I, I was with you earlier, and I saw how much time you were putting into constructing the flow for the talk to make it valuable for the attendees. But are there other tools and things that you might be able to offer to the Critical Mass radio show audience that uh, you want to tell them about today? Chris, I think you might have something. Yeah, so I, I about eight years ago, I was featured in a book. It was an anthology book called Beat GPS for Success. And it was with Stephen Covey, John Gray, Les Brown, and some other authors. And I was recruited to do that. And I wrote a, a chapter. It's chapter four called Inspiring Your Possibilities. And I'm told it's a really good chapter. Again, it's out of print now. I, I wrote it like eight years ago. But if you want a copy of that chapter, you can download it for free wow. at gpsbusinessgroup.com forward slash gift. Can you just do that slower again? So yeah, gpsbusinessgroup.com forward slash gift. Gift and we'll GIFT. And I'm going to come back. Sorry, I'm, we'll come back to that at the end of the show too, just okay. to remind people because you sure. know sometimes they don't have a writing instrument, they're listening, and so oh, yeah. you know, if, especially if they're listening live or watching us here on YouTube because we're on video, <laughs> but we're also streaming live on octalkradio.net. Right. Um, 
JJ, is there anything that? Well, I, you know, usually what I do for uh, for businesses that are looking for help, um, you know, regardless, I, I I'm willing to give them a a, a free session, so they can wow. they can go um, online to businessvisionadvisory.com and email me from there and mention octalkradio.net, and I will give them a free session. That's very to help generous. them assess their business. Right, and yeah. and your eyes, I mean, from what you did in that session, I think that would be time well spent to spend time and to read your chapter. So what is it, do you think, is the idea behind the chapter, Chris, that you wrote? I mean, what would people learn or benefit from making the commitment to downloading it and reading it? I think the key is that it, it confronts the way we think and kind of our condition as a society. I was. It's funny, just before I came here, I was speaking from it. And uh, one of the things we talk about is the, the two perfect storms of thought that are contributing to the demise of society. That's kind of a wow. little bit of a... And what are they? And I unpack them and apply them, and then I go, okay, well, what can we do about them? Because I think that's the key, Rick, is we can sit here and talk about our problems all day long and stew in them and let them fester, but the key is to confront them and commit to doing something about them. You know, which is really a good essence of our conversation around right. the case study. And, you know, the business was a good business. It had a good status quo. But how can we take it to the next level? Not just talk about doing it, but do it. And that's really the essence of the Chapter 4. Uh, I, yeah, I, I would add to that by saying that in addition to complaining or saying this is a problem and talking about it, come up with a solution. Figuring out what it takes uh, this is kind of the essence of some of what we did as well, is the analytical thinking behind what happens in a business. You can talk about it all day that it's something's wrong, but unless you say something's wrong and this is how we fix it right. and begin planning and implementing, uh, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, I think to a person, the members that were in, that were fortunate enough to hear your talk last week and to the community and more will hear it uh, in May, as I said, a couple things that I took away from it. First of all, be careful how hard you focus that you don't narrow your vision to possibility, because I think sometimes you guys reinforce that point quite well, I think, yeah. in the talk. Yeah. And also, be open to ideas, regardless of how, on the surface, emotionally, you might react to it. Yeah. Be because you told a very great story, which I'm, we don't want to do your talk here, right. but yeah. the, the getting part of the challenge for you was to convince the leadership that these changes could be made, and when if they were, there would be a benefit to it. Yeah, because it was actually counterintuitive. That's very true. And and the other things I mean that I do, and I know Chris does, and and many of the advisors at at the critical mass, uh, they they're actually rolling up their sleeves and actually helping the businesses instead of just telling them, hey, go do that, <laughs> right? So come back to me so, when you're yeah, done. We'll, yeah, yeah, come yeah. back to me when you're done. <laughs> so check. we're actually helping them and and rolling up the sleeves and and if things you know sometimes. Even as an advisor, I have experience doing this. Even sometimes when I actually plan something, I may be wrong, but I know that I'm wrong as soon as I find out that I'm wrong, and I'm willing to pivot. I'm willing to change. Right. So that's why when you're in it and you're actually helping them, you'll be able to figure out when you're wrong and how to change and pivot and, and come up with a new plan. Mm -hmm. I, I loved, Chris, how you brought in some of the training in NLP and the other, you mentioned Tony Robbins, and, and the things that you know how to do, because I, I believe the most valuable real estate in any business is the space between the owner's left ear and right ear. Mm -hmm. That real estate and how they see the world is really more determinant on the company's success than I think any other piece of real estate. And you guys not only gave them some very hard factual things that could be done as examples, but you also challenge them to vibrate a little bit differently, and I think that may last longer 
for them as well. So I really appreciate how much time you guys put in collaborating to get this done, how seamless you made it look, and the way that you left the members of my community following your talk. Because I know you gave it twice, once to my group and once to our power peer group, which was awesome, too. I heard from Sean, Dr. Sean that their, her members really loved we, it as well. We heard the word fantastic. You did. So, yeah. Yes, it was the best presentation I've ever seen. I heard that. Yeah. Well, you know? <laughs> how can you not want to no. listen to these two guys? So I hope you're going to take this message on the road, guys. I hope you're going to bring it on into the Orange County or Southern California community because it, it plays well to business owners like that are in the critical mass community. So thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Rick, for setting the stage. Thank you. So, again, if you have, if someone wants to get your chapter, how do they find it? So gpsbusinessgroup.com is the website, and then forward slash gift, and you just download the chapter for free. So. Perfect. And if someone would like to get in touch with you, JJ? Uh, businessvisionadvisory.com, and uh, they can email me from there, or they can reach me by phone at 949-419-6924. Thank you for being a friend of the program, friends of the program, and a part of, really important part of the critical mass community, gentlemen. Thank, thank you, you for your time and thank skills. Thank you. Thank you. i also like to thank my engineer for today, none other than Mr. Paul Roberts, and my three producers, without whom I could not do this show, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me, let's start on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 